Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. Hey, it's Lily Jamali. Marketplace Tech has a new limited series out on YouTube called Decoding Democracy. With rapid advancements in new technology like AI, disinformation efforts are more convincing and more misleading than ever. So we'll be discussing how to spot things like deep fakes, how to protect yourself from disinformation, and how to talk to your friends and family about it. As always, this fact-based journalism and vital information will be free and accessible to all. As a public service newsroom, donations from you help us take on ambitious reporting projects like this one. Every single gift makes a difference. Go to marketplace.org slash give tech. In the graveyard of miracle kitchen devices, there's the George Foreman grill, the carrot sharpener, and perhaps now the Instant Pot. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. If you're a kitchen tech fanatic, odds are good you've purchased or been gifted an Instant Pot. Five years in, I still use mine pretty much every day. But it looks like I'm an outlier, as I learned when asking my fellow Angelinos what they think. I work remote all the time. I don't really have to think about meal prepping. I just didn't find myself reaching for it. It's just so bulky and hard to clean. It's really useful, but I I just haven't really gotten into the habit of how other people seem to be using it. I think it is more counter space than it's worth. That was Margaret Yee, Cassie Plunkett, and Lindsay Mulcahy with that last sick burn. Instant Pot owner Instant Brands filed for bankruptcy this summer, so Susan Orlean, who writes the obituary column at The New Yorker, said it seemed fitting to write one for the Instant Pot. When I saw this mention of Instant Pot filing for bankruptcy, I was shocked. For several years in a row on Prime Day, the number one product was Instant Pot. It just seemed extraordinarily successful. As best as I can tell, they made a few errors, some of which are kind of tragic. Namely, they made a product that was too durable and didn't need to be updated or upgraded. If you bought an Instant Pot, you never needed to buy another one. Let's go to 2018 because I saw this stat from Kohl's, the department store, where that Thanksgiving, they were selling 60 Instant Pots per minute. What do you think it was that made the Instant Pot such a breakout hit? There are a lot of reasons I think that it clicked. Number one, it was reasonably priced. Secondly, they promised utopia. They (laughs) promised that... (laughs) 
you could cook dinner in an instant. And it kind of promised to make 90% of the appliances in your kitchen unnecessary. It it was the do-all, end-all, be-all of appliances. They also, um, in a probably almost accidental way, took out the word that had made pressure cookers very unpopular in this country, and that is pressure. People were afraid of pressure cookers. They thought they would blow up. They Everything about them seemed dangerous and frightening. So they didn't emphasize the fact that this really was a pressure cooker. And they applied the cooking of under pressure to things that hadn't been associated with it before. I remember one of the first things I made in my Instant Pot was salmon. And it's pretty funny because salmon doesn't take very long to cook in normal circumstances. I mean, you could practically put a piece of salmon on a sidewalk on a hot day and it would be cooked, (laughs) you know, in, in 10 minutes. But... It seemed magic to put it in the Instant Pot, hit, I think it took two or three minutes. And it did cook really, it was delicious. It was incredible. What what is the lesson to be learned here, particularly when we think about what the next trendy kitchen gadget might be? Food preparation is so central to every single life that it will always attract trends. Most of those innovations have a moment and disappear. And we're seeing that now with air fryers. The the moment that air fryers existed and it was something everybody was talking about and there was great excitement and drama, everything about it was miraculous. And then you use them a few times and that's very messy and it's hard to clean up. And they the moment of embrace has kind of somewhat passed and you know maybe along the way there will be something else that emerges and really sticks the way the cuisinart is probably a good example as opposed to an instant pot that combines a bunch of things you could already do the cuisinart does stuff you couldn't do and maybe that's the the difference. Everything you do in the Instant Pot, you could kind of do on your stove. And I, I think as a result, people sometimes revert to the familiar and go back to doing things the way they always did them. Right, right. We always end up reverting to the mean somehow. The the microwave is the outlier here when it comes to kitchen tech. Um, how do you think the microwave has stood the test of time so well? It To me, it's a little bit of a mystery. Um, when microwaves were introduced, and I kind of remember this, that people were absolutely terrified of them and thought you would grow horns if you stood near one while it was operating. You know, they were, people were afraid of them. I find it one of the mysteries of life that they managed to embed themselves in the culture in a way that has lasted for so long. The one thing is they do a few things that you can't do otherwise. You you can't 
soften butter. You can't soften ice cream. And you can't say, you know what? I think I'll I'll soften ice cream on the stove. It's easier. I mean, you just, you can't. So I it may be that the key to really landing a permanent place in in our kitchen use is to do something that you cannot do with your main appliances of a stove and an oven. I think that's the key to the microwave. That was New Yorker staff writer Susan Orlean. Susan's Ode to the Instant Pot is a really fun read. We've linked to her New Yorker piece, which foretells the coming of the AI toaster oven. It's on our website, marketplacetech.org. You could spend an entire workday making your way through lists of worst kitchen gadgets ever invented. Believe me, I just did that. Some of my top picks include the Pickle Picker, the 3D Latte Art Gun, and the Twinkie Maker. Two of our favorite lists are also posted on our website. Rosie Hughes produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine... I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.